everybody, and welcome to the Off the Record podcast for AMOC Entertainment. We're your hosts, uh, Anthony Mocklin, Brendan Schmidt, and Brendan Taravella. So for our first topic today, uh, we're going to be talking about the Walt Disney Studios motion pictures release schedule. So we had 2019 to, through 2027. I mean, we got recent releases coming up, like Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Toy Story 4, um, The Lion King. And personally, I'm very excited for the Lion King remake. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but I mean, I, I remember looking at the Jungle Book and watching that movie, that remake, and that was phenomenal. But I mean, what are y'all's thoughts on the While schedule? those uh, Disney live-action remakes are great, the main thing that everyone's going to get out of this is going to be for Marvel. And oh, absolutely. ever since this was released, people have started us uh, speculating as to what these Marvel movies are going to be. And you're looking at your last Marvel movie seems that uh, uh, before it starts to become untitled Marvel movie is actually only Spider-Man. So the thing is, is that you're looking at Spider-Man and then they actually, they don't have a release on here yeah. for the Eternals. Do they have a release on here for the Eternals? No, that's not what it looks like, but it looks like it might be like one of the untitled Marvel movies. Right, so you're looking at basically uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is actually going to bring in the idea of the Eternals. Like in the multiverse. Yeah, the Eternals are uh, basically what Thanos was, and it's a uh, type of god people that they're more powerful than your average human. It's going to bring in something like the multiverse, which was... Well, actually, I don't know if y'all know this, but the New Mutants, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's Marvel. New Mutants Like, that's that's Fox, and that's coming before the uh, untitled Marvel movie in, like, in in 2020. So, basically, now, after uh, the end, uh, the the Spider-Man movie brings the end to... uh, the phase you're kind of setting up this next phase of the multiverse yeah. and it's going to help bring in characters like the fantastic four and x-men and people like mm-hmm. that and that's why they already have uh, actresses and actors lined up to play the yeah. eternals in their movie and that is going to be sort of like your just how the avengers was back when it came out that is going to be your uh, catalyst for yeah. setting off the rest of this phase it sort of sucks that the dark phoenix is like coming out like soon because yeah. like that could be included into the marvel like the cinematic universe i know that they're gonna they're gonna eventually cl- include it there but like what, what it's kinda, like fox's last ditch effort like well the thing is is you that know, that's what dark it seems phoenix, like dark phoenix is not only gonna do great it's actually gonna be a good movie i mean and i hope so what's unfortunate is that Basically, the minute it releases, it's considered nothing. Because yeah. as soon as basically Disney gets the rights, well, they already have the rights. Start yeah, making exactly. movies. It's going to be it doesn't. Over, it's not going to be included which, in the cinematic yeah, universe. So of, nobody's really going to care. Kind of unfortunate because there've been a lot of great performances out of out of the actors and actresses that have yeah. played in those movies and great storylines that have come out. Of like it, but Magneto. Uh, Michael Fassbender who oh, plays great. Magneto so good exactly. like and how are they gonna what I'm wondering is like obviously I mean actually I don't know do you think that they're gonna bring back like those actors for the Marvel Cinematic I, Universe I don't think so I definitely but don't I think that I think that would be cool bet, their best bet is to go with I, I think that for the X-Men and the Fantastic Four alone now you see that they have like Angelina and Jolie, like other people oh, yeah, that are yeah, like yeah. slated to play like the Eternals and stuff like that, characters that haven't been touched on. But the actor look, for Rob Stark for right, Game of Thrones, right? Playing the you Eternals. look at these characters that have been done two or three times, um, and you're you're kind of you're kind of looking, and you need to have a new face in. You don't want to pull somebody from another movie. I definitely think that they're gonna go with a no name per se, and so yeah, that yes. way because you got to think about it, Wolverine. 
is here. Dude, no, who is going to replace Hugh Jackman? Yeah, Wolverine is Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. I know. If, you, if it, It's like Iron Man. It's Robert Downey yeah, Jr. is Iron Man. Exactly. It's different from the fact that uh, Ian McKellen yeah, was oh, Magneto. He was, he was fantastic. Amazing. But the reason why they were able to cast someone else is not because they were casting the character yes. new. They were casting the character younger. Young. So I definitely feel like Marvel has the ability to do it. They've, oh, they've, they've proved written it. circles around every other yeah. superhero movie that is. And ever if you think out. about it, they've they've written their own like, as opposed to the comics, like the Marvel comics. They they've shown that they don't have to follow the Marvel comics to make a good movie and to have it like make it fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Like like, like, like Captain Marvel, the scroll, the scrolls, and Captain Marvel. The they were fan. they were supposed to be the villains. Like the in the comics, the scrolls are the the villains in the in Captain Marvel, uh, in like the Captain Marvel comics, but. They they did a spin on it and they made him the good guys or, or sympathetic. You know and, what I'm and saying? Because of that, because and the, the Kree are bad. Because the the well, we knew that the Kree were going to be bad because of uh, Guardians. Guardians. Oh yeah, the galaxy. But because the Skrull are good guys, mm-hmm. that gets rid of the idea for the Secret Wars, which the Secret Wars yeah. basically is when. Uh, some of the scroll, their shape-shifting people went undercover yeah. for a long time as certain Marvel superheroes came out and basically caused a lot of havoc. But basically, because of getting rid of that timeline, you're setting up this idea for Captain Marvel 2 and all these other movies that she is a big part in the Eternals. That's what oh, they're absolutely. focusing on. They're focusing on the she fact has eternal that powers, she too. was dealing with the Eternals sort and of. not the scroll really. So that's definitely what mm-hmm. Captain Marvel 2 is going to cover is that it's going to basically focus on what she was doing in between Captain Marvel 1 and Endgame, which is dealing with the Eternals. Absolutely. Which, like, like I said earlier, is going to lead into uh, the, the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. And uh, I am so excited. I don't I know mean, about y'all, but... I'm very I'm, excited. And, and I know y'all, and I know y'all are... they go with it. I know, I know Anthony, you're a, new, you're a newbie <laughs> to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I've, been, I've been catching up. I've, I am, I've seen almost all the movies. I've actually never seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. That I don't is, know if y'all have. I've never seen it, but I mean, like I honestly really knew what happened for like Endgame. Oh, I know. So. I knew what happened. I mean, I had to look it up. Because well, in the movie, it shows like the Wasp and everybody like oh, yeah. appearing from the snap. Like I saw this Yeah, like right outside of like... The Infinity the War snap. No, no, no. Yeah, it was the Infinity War snap in real time. So like it had like four different yeah, screens yeah, that was awesome. of Infinity War, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and like when Thanos snapped, and then when Ant-Man got stuck in the quantum realm, yeah. and they weren't there to get him out because they disappeared. So like that's why it led into Endgame yep. so perfectly. Right, and again, I feel like when you have like the X-Men movies were great. The original trilogy was really good. You had fantastic actors. The yep. cast was just loaded. But I feel like if you <laughs> give the Marvel writers free reign over this already really robust uh, 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 character, the stories yep. that these characters have, it's just it's going to turn out so well. And that's why I feel like, I mean, you got to look at it. In 2021 and 2022, they have six Marvel movies planned over yep. two years. And then if you look at it, that's an increase from 19, which obviously had the end of Phase 4. But 2020, I feel like it's going to have your setup movies. And yep. then probably the end, the last one is going to be uh, Eternal. So I feel like the earliest we might see an X-Men character get a get a cameo yeah, or get a post-credit scene might be 2021. But That'd I feel like they might have already started filming. We don't know. They've oh, yeah. done so well as keeping it under wraps. Yeah. They might have already... like. Hired an actor for Wolverine, exactly. Or anything they, like that. You we know? don't know, and, that, and that's the thing. Is that and we I don't think know that for a while. I 
look, I trust the Marvel Cinematic Universe like mm-hmm. with all all my life, but like because I because I've watched all their movies and I, I know they're they're great, but the one thing that they're gonna have to do and they're gonna have to overcome, and I think they can do it, they have to overcome what they already have put out. So that's gonna be that's gonna be the that's gonna be the hardest thing. That's gonna be the hardest thing for them to make. They can make a whole another Marvel Cinematic Universe phase, whatever. But the hardest thing that they're gonna have to overcome is topping what they did earlier. Right. And I, I think with the introduction of the Fantastic Four and the, and the X Men are gonna be great. And that's that's what it's gonna do. And I feel like it's gonna create more of a a different style of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly. Like if you look at, go watch. If you go watch Iron Man 1, yeah. or Iron Man 3, we're not going to talk about Iron Man okay. 2. So go watch one Iron of Man 2 movies. is Go watch rough. Captain America. But go it, watch the Thor 1 and Thor 3. Again, not talking about Dark World. <laughs> and after you watch those movies. Those are off limits. <laughs> after you watch those movies, go yeah. watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. When you when you I, when I you recently watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Compare those two one. movies, not just I watched the other so good. But you but you you in Guardians, you open up on a vast it just says in Guardians two, I think yeah. it opens up and just says space and you're hearing yep. classic rock. That is <laughs> that is just so much different. That's a different style. That's a different of, style. And that's yeah. what I feel like that's what they're gonna do with X-Men. People, so it's not that yeah. they have to live up to like, oh my god, how we're we gonna live up to Thanos, how we're we gonna live up to yeah. to the end games to the end game final scene, like how are we gonna live up to all these great things. I think of instead it's just going to be the difference between Captain America and, and, and Guardians. It's not yep. beating it. It's just a different style. And it's a different style that I feel like they're going to do an amazing job on. What would... All right. I'll bring this up. Uh, what villain, what major villain is going to be the next one for the Marvel Cinematic Universe? The cool thing about Marvel that they've proven and they've really solidified with Endgame, I feel like, mm-hmm. is that you don't know until it's on the screen. Oh, you really you have no idea until it comes on screen. But I feel like in my honest opinion, Galactus is a comic book villain only. Yeah, or I, a video game villain. They only. tried they they tried their hardest exactly. with Fantastic Four. I just feel did like, not work out I just all. feel like it is but again, the the people that could do it would be Marvel. Absolutely. But I feel like in a realistic sense, it's very difficult to pull him off in his like Thanos. Not only did they pull off Thanos, they changed him. They made him yeah. better. He, he was a, he was a completely evil, like a straight up evil person working for Miss, Mistress Death, right. because like yeah. to, for the love. And then they completely changed it up for the Marvel cinematic cinematic universe. Made a great character, oh. even better. Made him beloved. Made him beloved. I loved Infinity War because, not because it was part one to the end of the phase, yeah. not because it was a great Avengers movie, because it was Thanos' movie. Exactly. It wasn't an Avengers movie. Yep. It was literally a Thanos movie, and that's why I loved it. And that's why I'm a sucker for bad guys. When Thanos <laughs> oh, died absolutely. in the beginning of Endgame, I was genuinely upset. Yeah. Like, that actually <laughs> broke know. my heart because I loved him. He was yeah. a great character. Yeah. And I feel like Galactus now... My knowledge of Galactus is, I don't yeah. want to say limited, because I've played, you know, he was in Ultimate Alliance, and I've looked up yeah, the comics the and, this. and stuff. But I just feel like Thanos had so much more room. Now, Galactus, like I said, they could spin him around, make him not so kind of one-sided as I feel like he is. Mm-hmm. They could do anything, but I just feel like Galactus is a really tough yeah, he's so thing tough. to do. And how are you going to make it, like, he's 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 a... He's larger than than exactly. planets, you exactly. know. Like he's so, a larger yeah, entity than planets. And I get well. Okay, I, I understand if they would want to make it where he would shrink down because he he has shown that in the comics. Exactly. Like he I has that power of of shrinking to do. down to to like planetary level. 
But um, but like that would just make him look kind of stupid. I think that would make, make him, him look, look weaker. weaker. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, Thanos is weaker in the cinematic universe than or he is yeah. in the comics. Thanos is a god. Dude, Thanos in one of the comics, Thanos takes he, he gets the heart. It's this thing called the heart of the universe, and he can literally control like life itself, like in 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 terms of life and death, mm-hmm. like who can die and who can't. But they have to nerf him. But of course they have to nerf. They have to nerf everything for the movie. They can't make him too over. Yeah. So back to your original question. Getting off of Galactus, because like I said, I think it's impossible. I see them, mark this down, because I feel very confident about this. I feel like they are going to take a character like Adam Warlock. Oh, yeah. That has been traditionally good in most of the comics. Now, there are okay. comics where he turns bad or gets gets manipulated. I think that they're going to take a character like Adam Warlock, a very powerful character that is good most of the time and I think that they're gonna they're gonna give him a 180 mm-hmm. I really see them making really? him a bad guy because it's not like, like it's I, not I, like Captain America yeah. he's not like he's uh, not like Iron Man he's not like someone that has to be yeah. good Adam Warlock is a character that in the comics is a main force in much of the thing yeah. but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe they made 22 movies and he hasn't been brought up yet I feel he like got, he got hinted at exactly. barely in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 but like Guardians. they never did anything with it and exactly. I think I guess it was because of like the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 being canceled or, or uh, originally think, canceled. I think that's when he's getting brought up. Well, I he's, see, he's I going see to, yeah. him he's got to making his appearance, and we'll know when they put out the IMDb. Yeah, we'll if know think, if, yeah. as soon as Guardians Three comes out. But yeah, um, if you think about it, if you think about it, it's kind of a blessing that Guardians of the Galaxy Three got canceled because I don't know if I don't know if they would have included it. I I, th- I feel like they might have included it in the Phase Three what in this mean? upcoming thing. Oh, like, you think that if, you think that it would have been if different. they didn't get canceled? Like they no, I, if they didn't get canceled, I don't know if they, they would have included the it. No, the no, no. Was well, written. of course they're using the same script. Though. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't think the movie itself is going to be different. I think that I feel like it would be if it didn't get canceled. I feel like it it could have been part of Phase Three instead of Phase Four, and I'm glad it's part of Phase Four. You see what I'm saying? Because it could set up more things like Adam Warlock, and instead of setting it up, maybe possibly setting up Adam Warlock before Thanos happened. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they weren't going to do that. I feel like they weren't going to do that, but... Adam Warlock is such a... You got to think about it. Thanos is... Not not only was he the bad guy. He mm-hmm. wasn't like Loki. Thanos is no. a bad guy in his own right, but he is also, he like so. I said with the Avengers, he is the catalyst for a massive universe that is about to spawn with the yeah. Eternals and like characters like Adam Warlock. He is the... He basically leaves yeah. Earth, really. Like, he kind of sets the scale bigger than Earth. Like, when Thanos came, that's when we got Captain Marvel. That's when we started learning about more So he kind of sets the scale bigger than humans on Earth. So you have, like, obviously the Guardians left Earth. But we never saw a character like like Thanos, like an Eternal. So while they have Earth-like beings, like you have humans on different planets and, and other aliens that are not that much stronger, but you see a guy like Thanos... Thanos had no Infinity Gauntlet, took on a fully powered Thor, Captain yeah. America with Mjolnir, and Iron Man with his new, All at with, once. His, with his new weapons. With All no Infinity Gauntlet. With no Infinity Gauntlet. And I feel like that they're going to be characters more powerful than him, and that character is Adam Warlock, which I feel like will be a bad guy. Think he'll be a bad guy? I think he is... I'm not going to say he is the big bad. Yeah. I definitely see him being either, one, a bad guy, two... He is just going to be a, a shady guy. I don't see yeah. him going with a traditional Adam Warlock. Okay. Like good guy. I don't, well, no, not, not just good guy. Gold, golden boy. Because there's someone he's good guy. Someone he's, someone he's, I don't want to say he's a bad guy. Someone he's a good guy. Someone, but I see them going traditionally complex. with he's going to be complex, Yeah. but I More think complex. he's going to be the big bad. Okay. Or, or, or maybe a part of the big bad. I, I, can, I can definitely see that. And like, 
I don't, I don't want to keep this going because I know we've, we've been talking about the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe for a while, and I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours. Uh, but I think I, I saw this theory on on YouTube. Um, I, I, I forgot who. I don't know. I can't credit anybody. But on YouTube, they said that they might be going the path of they're going to have a superhero team for space and multiversal threats so and then they're going to have Marvel. and then they're going to have a team like Captain America like or all the new Captain America spoiler Falcon um, <laughs> spoiler whoever hasn't seen Endgame it's Falcon but um, yeah wow. rip I know wow I but, didn't really <laughs> see it yet dude <laughs> but um well you, you you shouldn't even be here if you haven't seen it then I, you should I, be in the theater dude, right I now I watched it I know I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. but um it was amazing no but like I, I think that they might have a, a an earth bound like an earth threat team as well like captain america winter soldier um black panther stuff like that but then like the space teams would be guardians of the galaxy and thor and captain marvel so i think they could do that and then maybe maybe that's how they'll introduce galactus as a space threat and then the i think that what they could do is maybe introduce dr doom as earthbound threat i love that and i that's definitely i love dr doom so much i also love dr doom yep but I think it's too early. Yeah, yeah, definitely. With the, with the acquisition of, of and uh, yeah, it's all speculation. I think it's know? too early, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, one day. I'm, and I'm very excited yep. for that. And I'm glad that, I mean, I'm glad it happened when yeah, it did because we got to see guys like Thanos and all that. And then after this, they get all this fresh new content. That's just great. I'm yep. really excited for it. So kind of to end this topic off, uh, in y'all's opinion, what was the better movie in your opinion? Infinity War or Endgame? Ooh, Anthony. Well, yeah, Anthony, you want to answer that one first? Uh, okay. Me personally, I liked Infinity War better. I think it was uh more well done than Endgame. I feel like, cause kind of like what Jack Ryan was saying, how it was like too long. I think it was a little too long. They could have cut out some parts, and I did not like the fact that they made Thor this like uh, yeah that recluse was- like. That was sort of. That was sort of. I love Okay, I love it. I love it because of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I, I just feel like it tarnishes. I didn't like it because of the. It writing. tarnishes his legacy. It makes him look weak in a I, sense. I think that it's when you look at it. It's Thor has been a god. Yeah. The past three movies. Yeah. When you see Thor. Fat playing Fortnite with Korra. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing scene. Oh, that was a good. It was so funny, but that shows him. I, being I think it's because of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you tell you're telling me that if you were were a foot away from saving half of half of all life in the galaxy, that you wouldn't be a little upset about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I That's think true. that that shows him as being not a uh, 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 just like Odin. He's not Odin. He's Thor. Yeah. Because yeah. you think of Odin in uh, comic sense and just in, in all sense, he Odin is that god figure that yeah. I'm the end all be all. And, and I feel like this Thor, him being fat, not only did it set up some great scenes, which I do have some kind of fallbacks because I feel like the, hey, Thor, you're fat. I feel like that got said <laughs> way too much. Yeah. But I loved it. It got I loved overplayed. How the but I think that reinvented. Chris Hemsworth really made the character yeah. who it, it is. Chris Hemsworth. I feel, yeah, I feel like, like okay, anybody else, like, they Chris Hemsworth, in the first two Thor movies, I thought Chris Hemsworth was, now I'm not, I don't know if I'm the only one here that thinks like this, but I thought Chris Hemsworth was playing I thought he had the look of Thor but I don't think I thought he didn't have the attitude of Thor because well, in the first writers. two you had different writers yeah but then but then when Ragnarok, uh, Ragnarok's writer that's when I started like liking Thor a lot more like Thor wasn't one of my favorites 
of the Avengers before Thor Ragnarok. Thor is what I'm saying. Oh, now he is. Like yeah. now he's one of my favorites. Because his character in Ragnarok. Yeah. Transformed into a, a kind of a one dimensional. It was a dark, god a character. dark like dark to the god. And yeah. now he's like it's just it, it was great. And now he's like a casual laid back. And now he's funny back. kid. It's funny just another guy. transformation of this character. And yeah. and we're running. I can with respect it. that. We're running with it. Yeah. You I know, can respect Iron that. Iron Man died. His character's over. Steve Spoiler. is old. <laughs> if anybody is hasn't old seen it. Captain America's moving on, but Steve Rogers old. Yeah. Done. Thor, he's he's not going. Oh uh, yeah, he, he's yeah. still with the Guardians. He renewed his contract. Exactly. And and the character Thor, I mean, he's gonna live for thousands of years. Well, yeah. So the fact that they can keep him around, everyone loves him now. Yeah, and I think he's a great Chris character. Hemsworth. Oh, we can think we're he's a great character that everyone loves. Yeah. No one dislikes him. No one dislikes really any of them. But everyone loves Thor, and the fact that. He has so much room for development. I feel like the characters of Iron Man and the characters of Captain America, they yep. kind of plateaued in the fact where you couldn't really expand the character anymore. Yep. But making Thor fat, doing all these different things really expands the character and gives you a lot more room for development in kind of like overcoming mm-hmm. <laughs> overcoming the fat and, yeah. and, and just living with it, whatever they decide yeah, I, to I've, do with yeah, it. Yeah, I live with it. And, and like, I okay, like answering your question, I, I it's so hard and like, this might be a cop out. All right, I'll say I'll say I liked I liked Endgame better, uh, and and obviously Infinity War was amazing. Uh, I was gonna split it up as in like, in terms of fi- in terms of like the final battle. Obviously, <laughs> obviously Endgame's final battle <laughs> was amazing, and it, I personally think it was one of the mo- one of the the best the s- best cinematic battles of all time. Perfect fan service. And is, is oh, how I think of course. And fan okay, done I've never seen Lord of the Rings, and everybody brings up how. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody brings up Helm's that Deep. Hurts so bad. Helm, Helm's, Helm's Deep. Deep. Everybody brings that up. I get that. And I can't the say. Battle yeah, I know. By God, uh, but not God. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Well, and uh, the Battle of Winterfell. But like, I, like, I, I understand. I understand. Like, I, I've never seen it, but I think in terms of my my watch, like what I've seen, Endgame was the best cinematic battle I've ever seen on screen. Better and, than the game. Of, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's better than the Game of Thrones. Yes. Right. Hundred times, hundred well, times better. I think to close it out, I say, yeah. What in would my, in my opinion, I, I like to say that the last ten minutes of Endgame are some of the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Some of the I, I loved it. My oh, my jaw was on the floor. Just it was it was. I it was, was, it was I was it fanboying. Was, it was cool moment after cool moment. Yeah. Just beautifully done fan service. But I feel like there were some great moments like. Like the Soul Stone scene and stuff like oh that, my God. but I feel like so Infinity great. War benefited from Thanos oh, of course. so much that, in my opinion, I'd rather. I mean, obviously now I'd rather watch Endgame, but yeah. that's only because I've watched Infinity War twenty times. Oh, of course, Thanos. But again, this is me having a soft spot for villains. <laughs> Thanos, I, mean, I know you like Thanos. I, lo- I loved him. He was yeah. awesome. He was diverse. A great yes. bad guy. That I, I love to watch. I, I, and I think in every line, Thanos, as, exactly. As you said before, I, I know you've said this every before, line every line was perfect. Seems like it was just perfectly picked. Yep. And for that reason alone, that is the only reason I liked Infinity War more because yep. it's literally it is Thanos' movie. I respect that. Respect that. All right, well, I guess we should get on to the next topic. So, what would the next topic be? Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the Detective Pikachu movie? Well,. Fun fact, we just saw it this morning. So I, I personally thought that the movie was... I thought it was really good, especially for a video game movie. Video and, game movies, 10 out of 10. <laughs> and we were talking about this on the, on our way out of the theater. Um, 
Brendan Taravella brought up the the question, how would you rate it in terms of the genre, which is a video game movie, and in terms of a movie in general? And I this is my ratings were ten out of ten video game movie. That was the best video game movie I've ever seen. And of course, we all know about the Super Mario movies. That, that is. <laughs> I grew up on that. That's my entire <laughs> childhood. I am not proud of that whatsoever. Is a, that is a. That is a. Uh, that is okay. That Did is. You see that what is the LeBron. look like. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish right now, I wish right now I could pull up what a Goomba looks like for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I really, I really want you to go look it up on your phone right now. Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers live action movie. Yeah. It will haunt you in your dreams tonight. Compared to the Goombas. Like from the video games, exactly. that obviously yeah. everybody that knows. Are like, that are iconic. A foot tall. Yeah, and it's like this giant dude with a freaking <laughs> robe on. It What's it called? You that is that that movie. Is That's the what video game movies were considered. Yeah, you go look at the Mortal Kombat movie, which was actually the best one <laughs> up until a couple years ago. Yeah. you look at the Sonic trailer. Oh my god! The Sonic trailer. You look at other video game Rip. movies. Like, let's just. I know this is not a video game movie. But let's just talk about Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Evolution. Evolution. I know it's not a video game movie, but that movie was god awful. <laughs> movies like that. That's what that's what video game movies. <laughs> much like video game licensed I mean movie licensed video games. They have trouble crossing. The Tekken Pikachu not only was a good movie, yeah. was a good video game movie. It was a great movie that yeah. while it had its flaws, of course. it definitely introduces a robust and great universe that I feel like they can one build on, oh, yeah. two, yeah. and it just it, it, it captures people. When you look at the definition and the beauty of some of these Pokemon, and they're adorable. Some are adorable, <laughs> and some are just amazing looking, like Charizard and Mewtwo. Yeah. They just they brought life into these Pokemon yeah. that. That if you've played the games like I have, it's just they're very one-dimensional sort of creatures, and then you look at the facial expressions on the Bulbasaur and, and our facial expressions yeah. on Charizard and Pikachu. It really just brought these characters to life. And because of the small nitpick, po- positive nitpicks like that, I can overlook some of the the story issues. By the and way, this, this, is a, this is a spoiler spoiler review, like spoiler. <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, if you if, if you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen the movie and care skip. that much about Detective Pikachu, uh, skip forward. Skip, skip forward uh, <laughs> till you don't hear Pikachu. <laughs> till you don't hear yeah, anything about Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, but going back to the or way they don't care about the movie. <laughs> the way they did the Pokemon, I thought visually it was fantastic. Uh, like, visually, yeah. was the way they detailed like like Pikachu's fur or like Charizard's scales. Pikachu like, it was, like, was animated perfect to a T. Yeah, it was, it was amazing to see it on screen, see them come to life in their entire world. Like they can do whatever they want with yeah. it. They can build so much upon that and just do whatever it's they seen, want. You see Pokemon walking in the street. You saw a Greninja trying on just, just like at a, at a cart, at a shopping cart. You saw Trico <laughs> hanging yeah. from the window. They were so perfectly integrated because if you take someone like us, you put them in that world, they're freaking out. But these people would just they bump into bump into a picture. Yeah, it's just nonchalant. Bump into, bump into a, an army of, of apom. But I mean, that's like what they're that. used to in the movie. Like they've been living amongst Pokemon. And it's just, yeah. it's just it's so uh, so refreshing to have a movie like that. In in and I love Marvel. I love Marvel and I love action movies. And in the type of movies that we've been getting recently, it is so. Uh, amazingly refreshing to have a movie like Detective Pikachu that just that that didn't take itself too seriously when it wanted to, but at times could really get serious and emotional. It was just it was a great ride, and, yeah. and while it had its flaws, it's the first of its kind. So in my opinion, I expect it to have I flaws. Just, I just I just want to say the twists were were I thought 
I mean, obviously, it was a it's a video game movie. Like, I'm not expecting the writing to be superb. Yeah. But I thought the, the twists was very were great. Too. The I thought twists the twists were great. Were great. Like, the twists were great. Unexpected. Yeah. I thought that detective. I mean, I would I wouldn't say unexpected. Well, unexpected. Um, <laughs> I called the ending. All right. But All right when Anthony Mockley called the ending trailer, when during the movie. watching the original trailer, I called more of Endgame than Detective Pikachu on the trailer. Yeah. And I think that that speaks volumes for for this movie. And the fact that it's not a simple oh we're gonna take it like if you go watch the original Pokemon movies, amazing. They yeah. filled my childhood, but they were not on par with this movie. And again, and speaking of the Pokemon movies, they have some callbacks, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> but you look at this movie, and it's just it is a breath of fresh air, and it just it those small story inconsistencies and and kind of the ease that you can kind of tell where the yeah. story's going. It only starts about probably like fifteen minutes before it happens. You can kind of be like oh. This character is going to do this, or this is going to happen. And while it is easy to tell, I couldn't have told from the trailer. And because of that, I can overlook it. And yeah. because it's the first one, and this movie, and, and the next thing I want to talk about is how kind of everyone's taking a page out of the Marvel movie building. They're world. trying to. And not only are they building, I'm not talking about just the universe. It's that this movie could have very, very easily talked about. Oh, like let's bring in Red. Let's bring in, let's bring in Dialga, like all these cool legendaries, like Luke, they have like, little hints to it, right? But I'm saying is they could have just mashed all this stuff in there to make it cool, wow factor. But what this movie uh, really, really did well is world building. What yeah. Iron Man one did. So Iron Man one didn't introduce Captain America, didn't introduce all these Marvel characters, but it built the world for Iron Man. This no, it builds didn't leave, the world of yeah. Rhyme City. It didn't really leave leave it on a note, I feel, like, as well as Iron Man did, no, obviously. No, because I think, I, I think that... They wanted to see how the movie would do. Exactly. I think yeah. that if this movie bombed, I think that they're canceling it. But yeah, Iron definitely. Man, I feel like they had that planned out. Started back from Incredible Well, because they knew, they knew that Iron Man was going to be great. Yeah. And I mean, um, Incredible Hulk... I don't know about y'all. the worst. Arguably is the worst right. Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Different, I thought it was good. Game. I thought it was still a good movie. Like, but I thought it was... You also have to say, Mark Ruffalo changed that character. Yeah. He is well, of course. a million times better. And uh, Edward Norton. I just, I just yeah. love Mark Ruffalo. No, I understand. And, like, even even The Incredible Hulk, at the end, they introduced, like, Tony Stark and everything. Exactly. And so Wait, was Incredible Hulk made before Iron Man? Yeah. Incredible Hulk came first. I know, I know Iron Man was 2008. Incredible Hulk came first. I mean, it was it was the same year, two thousand. All right, the same year. Well, okay, so, but, yeah, but, okay, but again, they focus in those movies on world building. So the Hulk didn't introduce all these characters or, or or throw in all these different story elements. It built the universe for the Hulk. Iron Man built the universe for Iron Man. Thor, all these other movies did the same thing. Yeah. And that's what Detective Pikachu tried to do. It didn't yeah. build the the universe or the world for a character, but instead built the world because the world needed to be built. Everyone knows superheroes. But this world of a live-action Pokemon movie needed to be explored, kind of testing the waters for it, and that's what it did perfectly. Yeah, and yeah they, they kind of alluded to, like, the Kanto region. They definitely mentioned that in the movie. Right. And that the was, movies are canon. Yeah, the movies yeah. and games are that canon. Awesome. That's what we learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. And Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Phenomenal. <laughs> All I gotta bring up is Ryan Reynolds. You can't go wrong Absolutely. with Ryan Reynolds. And is this is a spoiler review. Yeah. So, warning, spoilers. If you don't want to know spoilers for the movie... <laughs> Like, click, click off. Ryan like, Reynolds. For the next five minutes. Don't click off. Uh, but yeah, fast like forward. Ryan Reynolds is Darth Vader. <laughs> basically, <laughs> Ryan that's Reynolds. A great, that's a great comparison. Basically, actually. Mewtwo possesses the power to put people inside of Pokemon. Ryan Reynolds is uh, the main character, Tim's father. Yeah. And 
Ryan Reynolds is put inside of Pikachu, and that's why he can talk, and that's why Tim can understand Stand him. him yeah. So after this, he gets separated. The father comes back. All this is solved. Yep. So, but there is a small. That's a great piece. emotional moment. Right. Great. Again, that's what we were saying. Yeah. It, it had its highs. It had its lows emotionally. There's a slight dialogue. Uh, I can't remember exactly because, like I said, I've only seen it once. Yeah. But a, a slight dialogue moment where we find out that Poke- the first Pokemon movie is canon. So that means that can't, Ash... Was it when they brought up Kanto Region? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, well it's, no, it wasn't when they brought up... That's not what I'm talking about. But yeah. that just says that the games are canon. Gotcha. The first movie... Oh, yeah. Is, uh, ...shows Mewtwo's transformation, basically. It kind of has, like, this, like I said, an existential crisis. Yeah. And this Mewtwo that we see in Detective Pikachu is 22 years post. It's after that. So they say that, basically, that he escaped... 22 years after he was created. So, basically, Team Rocket creates uh, Mewtwo uh, from the cells of Mew. And they say that he escapes, and he is then brought into the world. He's, he's yeah. brought into the world again. He is captured. But this Mewtwo was not created there. He was simply captured 22 years after his creation. Yeah, I understand that. Well, I'd say, I guess, like, stemming off of, like, video game movies... I, I mean, we are an entertainment podcast, so we delve into movies, TV shows, video games, music, anything. But, so going into the gaming world, um, I know Brendan's excited for this one, Terravel. <laughs> He's excited for this one, but uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake got announced, and a teaser trailer was dropped. And Brendan said, what, what was your quote on uh, your reaction to the teaser trailer? Uh, basically, <laughs> it's, you can't say that on the podcast. Uh, you can't say that, <laughs> but it is the most excited I've been for something since the end game. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I not me, but the my my other two cohorts on the show don't know much yeah. about Final Fantasy. But what I'll say about it is basically this is basically gonna be Brendan's uh, segment. Final Fantasy Ter- came out in '97, and I, we'll keep it short. But for the people that care, for the for the for the few people, <laughs> uh, it came out in 1997. This uh, video game is was one of the first games that made me fall in love, and a lot of people say this, fall in love with video games. Introduced a lot of characters that that weren't really uh, straightforward. They had a lot of moving parts. The story was great. I'm not gonna spoil it because I want everyone listening to this to go out and play it, please, because it was amazing. Yeah. But it has a lot of moving parts. It was the first one of the first games that I played. Is it turn based? Is turn-based combat, like this but it's, it is a real no. This one, and yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Saying. The original game was a turn-based combat that had a, a time system to where it wasn't like you pick your party's moves and then they attack. It was that you had a bar that filled up slowly, and once that bar filled, you could move. Yeah. So it kind of got away from the slow uh, turn-based and went to more of a fast pace. But this new video game is taking off of Final Fantasy 15, where it had the fast-paced real-time combat, and I feel like. The visuals are gorgeous. The combat looks amazing, and I honestly think it's going to be a huge success whenever it releases. Yeah. Considering this game, I saw its release trailer when I was sitting with these two cohorts in journalism class <laughs> at Holy Cross. Is when I first saw the first <laughs> that picture. Was, I remember and that. That was that was twenty sixteen. That was three years yeah. ago, and I remember the game it. has no release. That date. made me. That made me think that they made multiple Final Fantasy VII remakes. I brought the, this up to you earlier, but like the Final Fantasy VII has not been remade. It's been ported yeah. uh, multiple times. It's on the Switch. It's on the Xbox yeah. One. It's on the they, uh, yeah. PS4. The Switch announced the whole like HD remaster collection, like one through the seven. Final Fantasy VII. Is, it's on iPhone. I have it on my phone. Like I have it purchased on the App Store. Yeah. It's been ported many times, uh, but it's never been remade. And this remake is going to be probably the biggest RPG release 
Yeah. Ever. Well, we know that a lot of people are going to be buying that. Maybe not. But, uh, maybe not a lot of people on this podcast, but hopefully out there. Okay. Well, what about how would you compare people buying that? And I know it's a completely different genre, but how would you compare people buying that with Borderlands Three coming out? Borderlands. I know that, that was that was announced. Borderlands Three. <laughs> You're excited for that. I am, ex- and I think we were all extremely <laughs> yeah. excited for that because <laughs> played the Borderlands, Borderlands Three was one of the first games in in our young lives that we played that just mastered yeah. co-op shooting. Yes. Co-op shoot, co-op loot and shoot. I, you could argue that there's not a better co-op shooter. Uh, co-op loot and shoot, uh, I think it's the best loot and shoot. But shooters in general, it's up there with the with the Hall of Famers. You have your Left 4 Dead. You have your Call Oh, Left 4 Dead. It's up there. Dead. Exactly. <laughs> Borderlands 2, I think 2 is better than 1. I'm in the minority. But... This Borderlands 3 game is going to be massive. Yeah. I'm saying it right now, the story, because Gearbox has always prided itself on being bigger, yeah. more explosions, more guns, more quests, and I think that they're just going to pack more and more and more, and it is just going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. But the only thing that I am worried about with this game, and a lot of people have been worried about, is that this world of Borderlands, people have been begging for it for yeah. so long. The last, I don't know if y'all realize this because of Hanson Collection, the last Borderlands game was released. 2012? 2012 or two, let's see. I thought it was, was 2014. The, I think it was 2014 with the pre sequel. Yeah, the pre sequel was released in 2014. So yeah. the last Boom. Borderlands game Facts, was released five <laughs> years ago. So yeah. there hasn't been a Borderlands game that was created specifically yeah. for this generation of consoles almost in the next generation of consoles. So the only thing that I'm worried about is that I think that they need to take advantage of this leap in uh which I've seen in the trailers that it looks like, but I just I want there to be almost I know it's not going to have the same uh, uh role playing game elements of like Fallout or like Skyrim, but I want to have those quests where you go up every nook and cranny, you find another enemy, you find another weapon. And yeah. that's just what I hope that they master is the fact that you've had these amazing games that have come out since pre-sequel uh, and, and games that come out slightly before like The Witcher and stuff like that that have just mastered this element so with this uh, jump in power I want to see a jump in exploration because the other Borderlands games while having exploration were kind of very were sort of linear but uh, obviously you kind of it was a lot of back and forth backtracking and I just wanted to be more of just kind of sprawling out and more so like different cities what's, and what's the controversy with Borderlands 3 do you know about this there's there's uh, a controversy. Oh, the uh, for um, the controversy. The, is the not producer the game, or something. It's yeah. The producer. So like apparently, basically, uh, there was a falling out with uh, something about payment and that uh, uh, Randy. It was uh, Claptrap's voice actor. Yeah, Rand- the Claptrap's voice actor gave his voice for free. Yeah. For the first. Because he was a producer game. for the game. Exactly. He was a he was an editor. He basically whatever he was. Yeah. He worked on the game and he gave his voice for free, no charge. But then in the second game, after he was done, he requested to be paid for the third game. Well, because it, it made so much. Exactly. And Claptrap, well, not only was an important character, he was a favorite. Iconic character, yeah. funny, well-written, well-voiced actor. I mean, you could call him annoying, too. But. Annoying, <laughs> annoying, but annoyingly in a funny Annoy, way. Annoyingly funny. That's what made him unique. Yeah, and the yeah thing exactly. Is, as soon as this, this guy, this... this Generous gave his voice, gave his time for nothing. As soon as he wanted to be paid for his uh for his work, they basically booted him off the team. They kicked him off. Yeah. And because of that, he is rightfully so uh, un- uh unveiled a whole scandal where 2K basically gave 
uh, Randy like a whole sum of money to put into uh, Borderlands, but instead he put it in his personal bank account. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's yeah, I heard. I heard about that. Like that. That's kind of. That's very messed up. If you want to go for a show, go look at his Twitter. He's. He has been he, dude, yeah, he he responds to people like he on Twitter, on YouTube videos. He blocks people. On, he yeah. he's like he's like the James Charles of the gaming universe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, get into that, but yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's a great spot for us to end this here. Uh, thank thank you everybody to tune who tuned in to Off the Record podcast for Amok Entertainment. Um, if anybody's a sports fan out here, go check out our our Amok Sports podcast. It's called uh, what is it called? Play the game. Yes. Play the game. Amox Sports, play play the the game. game. We're going to be talking about all sports news, all sports uh, games, and we might even throw a little little something in there for the... For the the degenerate gamblers. (laughs) The degenerate gamblers in there. But anyway, go check that out, and um, thank you all for watching, or listening. This is our first time, and we just want to say that thank you for the support if you've made it this far into the podcast. And, uh, that lone soldier that's Yeah, that lone guy or girl who's made it this far. But um, thank you so much, and we appreciate that. And catch y'all later. Peace.